0: Good morning, everyone. This is the Sleepy Dad. And uh, so yesterday I had recorded what I had considered to be the end uh, of this podcast series. Um, so I do these episodes in the morning. Talking about things that I see online, talking about things I see in the news, talking about things I have going on in my life. And I try to stay away from the political side. Last season and somewhat this season, I, I did go a little bit political. And not trying to thrust any views. I looked at both sides of it and I said, you know what? It is what it is. But we need to be better. In and general. And I, and I get it. You can't ride the fence and have it both ways. I know that. But there's a way to fix things. And there's a way not to fix things. A lot lately. I've been seeing on the news. Uh, especially. Social media news. It's finally made. Like. <coughs> National, excuse me, National News is what I talked to y'all about a couple of days ago about this principal who uh being charged with child exploitation. Uh he had cameras and all and he had a, a camera, sorry, a camera in a varsity girls locker room. Only one sport going on during this time, and that's basketball. Saying soccer wasn't, but more than likely, is set up in the girls' basketball locker room. And I'm going to say this to, to be frank about it and how I feel about this. If I was at all involved with that and my daughters were being filmed like that i i can't promise i wouldn't sit there and seek more harm to this gentleman than than anything else and i imagine these parents are the same way you know because when it affects a child and they feel violated and harmed and disgusted the parents Are the same. If not even more. Okay. Especially with that being a private school. That isn't an academy. That's a private school in the Delta. And. That means those parents. Chose. To have their children there. And. Whoever hired this person. To work there. And all. All could be up for like non-renewal to their school board or whatever that kind of stuff so what i'm trying to get at is the world we live in has not changed since the 1950s 1940s stuff like that there are still disgusting people out there that do ridiculous and stupid things and expect to never get caught. And thank goodness for these young ladies or whoever found this camera to put an end to it because there's no telling what would have been the next step or what would have happened after that if that had not been like revealed to the right people or whatever, you know. So yeah, that's that's one thing that I've just I keep seeing popping up on the news and, and as a as a dad. Um sitting here thinking about that uh earlier this morning. By the way, when I record these episodes, I'm driving to work and it's generally about like five forty five in the morning by the time I leave the house. Um, and I don't get to work till probably about 6.30, so it's a good, you know, bit of a drive. Um, so yeah, like, I'm just, I use these episodes to help me stay awake, talk about what's going on. And I realized yesterday, sometimes it's not helping. Sometimes it's not helping and I don't know what else to do. So I'll give it another shot this morning, maybe that's sure it's just a bad day. Stressing and worrying and everything ironically though i have been falling asleep at like 8:30 at night 8:30 o'clock at night oh man Thing that I'm sitting here constantly, always thinking about, is the way we're headed, right, so I teach a class where I have students who, it's creative writing, you got to turn stuff in, you get graded on that, and it's not hard, students falling behind in that because they won't show up to school or because they don't have a way to work on stuff at home or or whatever the case is i'm telling you right now it's got to stop tell you something, and if you're not a parent, you're a guardian, whatever you want to call yourself, to these children, you have to help be the example. All right, this senior class, is about to graduate, is probably one of the some of the smartest and if not laziest people I've ever seen because they don't want to do the work. They Okay, so let me back up. I've got a student who was offered a full-ride scholarship, like full-ride everything, to Millsaps College. All right, Millsaps College in the state of Mississippi is not a bad college. It's a very prestigious college. However, this child turned it down. Okay. Turned it down. But won't do, like, won't turn in these assignments at all because she's been more focused on other classes. So I talk to her as calmly as we can be I, I've, I've tried darn near about anything and everything and i'm about to the point where i gotta call a parent because i, I don't want to see her you know she's working hard and all these other stuff but then you know you you look at it and you see this this zero or whatever in this class i don't want that for her i don't want that for any of the students. And it's just a matter of turning it in. Yeah. You know, I can almost guarantee you she's done the work. She's just gotta turn it in. Now, granted, she'd been out because of, you know, COVID quarantine, this and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I I get it. Like, now you had to play catch up, but and and here's the thing, all right, these teachers. Yeah, we have certain things we have to make sure it was taught. We have to have certain things that are achieved and this and that and blah blah blah. All right. But let me tell you something, as per as a person who does electives, who teaches elective classes, this is flat out ridiculous the amount of work. These teachers give within a week. One teacher I've seen some of their work, and it is a packet full, alright, a packet full of disinformation, and then another packet full of regurgitation of that information onto that packet. But it ain't just one packet for the week. No, it's a packet for only like two or three days and then there's another one. That's just one class. This person has five classes. Because she's a senior, she's got her out. I was just stunned by it. I was completely stunned. Know, something, something's something's off with this. You know, all this stuff should have been worked on ahead of time. You know, my class and like that should have been worked on. Turned I get that. I know that. She should get the grade. She. And this and that, but we're taught you know, we're being told constantly hey you know, work with this and that so they're not failing well if they're not if you're not wanting them to fail then they need to do. That kind of thing, but these other teachers who are not utilizing their resources like they should, especially the online resources, and not caring about it. How, how much more, you know, till it takes for them to actually do that? And the student looks so bad, the student's not even getting online. And looking at the stuff. Because there's nothing to look at. Because you just won't put it up there. So then it becomes one of those issues. Oh, well, I'm not going to worry about doing the work for this person's class. Because nobody else has got stuff online. Alright, fine. Forget it. I've got COVID. I can sit home for a week. That's, That's where we're at. And you all, I'm being serious, and I'm saying you all, as in, like, society, as in, like, parents and all. And you all wonder, why wow, we are so stressed. We are so tired of dealing with your children, acting in certain ways, and you don't want to care about it. You see is we can't control your kids. Well, hello, newsflash. Controlling your kids means we have complete ownership of them. Wrong. It shouldn't be that we're controlling your kids It should be that we modify their behavior So that way they are better For what they're doing That they are better at the end of the day But you won't help with that and you don't care about it. That's just plain and simple. Let me tell you another thing that's ridiculous. All right. And I don't think I've ever really talked about this, but um, this, I saw this also earlier on on news and on social media and everything else. A man in the state of Mississippi, I'm not going to say where at, but was arrested for selling fentanyl, fentanyl, whatever, fentanyl, something like that, whatever. It's a very powerful drug. And yet, they caught him. And I promise you, this guy probably knows more people who sell drugs than anybody else. Here's what I'm about to say, and don't get me wrong, alright? give him the biggest and most maximum drug penalty charge you could possibly give, alright? And tell him he can work off a month every time he gives up a name of somebody else who is selling drugs in the state of the city. He refuses to do it, he stays in jail longer, but then that means our narcotic, narcotics teams and police force has got to do a better job of finding these other people. I'm reading a, a book called Maximum Rod. It's written by James Patterson. I've actually, I'm on like Maximum Rod forever. I've read the entire series except for the last book that he has co-wrote with uh, another person. Um, but from the very start, back in oh gosh, 2009, when I started reading those books, all the way till now, um, he's just, you know, it's been kind of one of those things where you you get a glimpse into stuff that's going on around you. You go, wow, okay. I never noticed this before, but, you know, this is very similar to this now. Although it is, going in towards the direction of post-apocalyptic and stuff like that. You know, i trying not to read too far into that. But, in in his books, alright, and especially his, one of his newer ones is called Hawk, um, he comes out with this thing that, you know, alright, we're living, uh, people are living in this, like, Fortified city that's protected from the rest of the world. Um, Stuff that's hard to come by. Okay. There are about five gang families that pretty much run the city besides this so-called duly elected mayor. Um, Drugs are a big thing. Um, the prison system is corrupt as all get out. Law and order. Law and order only exists through the man who believes, or the man who is supposedly in charge. Right? But pretty much almost everybody in that in that book, in that story is hooked on some kind of drug called rainbow or whatever all right and let me tell you something that that's no different than what's going on now i have students who openly admitted yeah i've drank yeah i've smoked I finally told my parents I smoked, or, hey, I, I've been doing my life wrong like this. This is what I need to be doing to fix it and make it better. And I guess this hits home, especially for me, because I have two sisters who, by the age of 18, had already experimented with alcohol. And drugs and sex. Alright. One of my sisters did not experiment with sex that I know of, but I know one other one did. But yeah, everything else though, it's, that's where they basically dealt with. When they weren't home, that's what they were doing. And that's the thing too, that's what kills me. (laughs) Let me me back up and tell tell you this, uh, this this life that I lived early on, I I had I had and have I should let me rephrase this, I'm trying to speak proper English and everything, but I've had a wonderful life leading up to even now. I mean, even after now, I mean, I think it's still a wonderful life. I'm the oldest of three children in a family of five. I have my mom, my dad, my two sisters, myself. I'm the oldest child, I'm the firstborn, and my lifestyle was all about music. Right? It it's always been about music. It was all. It's always gonna be about music. It used to be music and racing. Um. At one point, I was like, you know what, I want, I want to go race for a living. But my dad was like, no, nah, I'm gonna tell you right now, you gotta be like having a lot of money to do that kind of stuff. You need to be racing like now, this and that kind of stuff. we should all get the money, and that. blah blah blah. Okay, Dad. And so, like over the years, as I got older, especially as a teenager, I stopped watching racing as much and by about probably my senior year I completely stopped watching racing. I even gave it away all my NASCAR stuff. I didn't you heard me right. I gave it away. I didn't sell it. Stuff that I could have made a lot of money on. Um so yeah I I was a bit of a fool. Right. Um But I was going through a really rough time where my uncle had killed himself. And so I just, I didn't care about a lot of things and I just gave a lot of myself away. I didn't care. Uh, In fact, all my Star Wars stuff that my uncle had given me, I was no longer messing with. I gave to a kid who would play with So, I hope that kid's having a good time with that. I don't know him personally or anything. My mom knew of the kid, that family, and all. So, I hope he's having a wonderful time. Or did have a wonderful time. That was, oh my gosh, that was 10 years ago. That was over 10 years ago. That was 12 years ago. My kid's probably about to graduate college, or probably about to go into college. But anyways. My sisters and I were always taught, you know, stay away from that stuff, you know, it's not good for you, you know, it's gonna mess your life up, it's not blah blah blah. Alright? Good stuff, right? Like the good things you tell your children. So that way they don't go and do it, and you hope that they never do. But, (laughs) but (laughs) his story, right? I'll tell you right now, I've never I've just, I've never in my life been a part of a family where I thought at any moment it's just going to crumble to pieces. It's going to fall apart. And I've thought that before my mom died, I've thought that Several times, and yet I'm being proven right. My parents believed for the longest time that. My wife and I, before we got married and everything, would end up pregnant and married before we didn't finish college. That I would run off with her and not finish my degree. That I would chase this rock star lifestyle that I'd always thought about doing. Do I regret not doing? That kind of thing? No. Do I wish I knew what it was like? A little bit, but not much. Because I enjoy what I do now. I'm a teacher. I'm a band director. I get to make music with students on an everyday basis. Who are wonderful, wonderful kids. And I enjoy it. And then, I thought, okay, well, surely if our son can, you know, it's about two years without running off, going to get his fiance pregnant and not going to get married, then we should be fine so we're going to send his sister to college and everything else and she, she get an education also like him and, and us and, and everything else with the first year she's already fucked up her life yeah I said it fucked up her life she ends up smoking she ends up uh, being with an abusive boyfriend. And doing uh, drugs and everything else. That's what I mean so when my uncle killed himself, you start to see the cracks a little bit in the family. And over time it would just, just some of those cracks would just get bigger. And then when it came time that my sister was in college, you start to see the cracks spread even further. And just like one little touch is going to make the whole wall fall down. And so we got to about the point where my sister... This was also within the first semester. This was still during football season, I remember this. She hadn't been in school but, like, two months. And so she's going to move out of the house. so I don't want to live with y'all no more. Y'all are controlling assholes. Stuff like that. Yada, yada, yada. Right? We're so controlling. We're such assholes. She's trying to look out for her. Trying to make sure she's safe and healthy and everything else. It's all right. And yet she ends up dropping out of out of community college. Basically that's where I went. I went to a community college to start out with. I didn't go straight into no university. I wasn't some big wig like genius or whatever. They were much smarter people than me in high school. And yet, They were all, you know, doing whatever with their life. And I can't tell you wherever half those people ended up, because I don't keep up. I haven't shown my face at my high school or even high school reunions since 2009 I take that back it was 2010, 2011 ish right, I went by played in the band one time in 2010 and then 2011, well 2009 2010 uh, I went by and saw Colonel from my ROTC that was down there and, and you know, missing that kind of thing, but I'm telling you right now, and I'm telling you this as a person who's been through this kind of stuff, there are early indicators that, the, that your loved one is going to end up on some kind of drugs or whatever. My sister ended up. Not only drinking, being in an abusive relationship, but also smoking, smoking pot, um, doing cocaine, doing meth, popping pills, all kinds of stuff like that. Anything to do that would help her feel at ease and relaxed and painless all the time let me tell you something though that, that's a scary thought and not too long after right not too long after that my youngest sister Is about to graduate from high school. I think it's about the following year. Yeah, it's my last year. No. No, 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 no. Give me a second. It was my... second year at Delta State. Something like that. Let's see. When I graduated, she should have said, eighth like, grade. Or I should go to the eighth grade. So yeah, it was about my second year at Delta State. She ends up graduating high school. She'd been out with some friends. In fact, it was for graduation night, right? And uh she was hanging out at her friend's house. Now this is how different Alright, my siblings and I all work. My graduation night, I didn't go smoke, I didn't go drink, I didn't do any of that garbage. Alright. A lot of my friends did. Whoopie for them. But I was the the person that said, you know what, I don't really care about that. I'm going to spend time with my fiance. I'm going to spend time with my good friends who... Or not doing all that. And then, when my sister uh, graduated from high school, she was out smoking, drinking, blowing a guy. For I don't understand. And then. When my youngest sister graduated, she was out drinking, partying, whatever, and that was it. All right, so two, two, basically two to three totally different streams, and all, you know, completely different. My wife and I were high school sweethearts from the time, you know, we got together and all the way even until now. And we never had a drink before the age of 18. I'm well, Let me take that back. Let me take that back. My wife had a little bit of wine with her grandmother, but that was at her house. She wasn't out drinking, getting caught by the cops or anything like that. She wasn't out partying or anything like that. And, and these parents now, these days, they, they wonder alright, why is my child doing this? Where have I failed them? This and that. Here's how you don't know where your child's at over half the time. You could care less. You're more worried about work than you are when you need to be at home, worrying about what's going on with your kids. I'll give you an example, and I'm not I'm not saying this in a bad way, but I I've talked to parents before, and I asked them, you know, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with this? And how do you deal with this? And I've heard on two different counts, two different parents' lifestyles, two different parents' ways of teaching and, and parenting. And one parent has told me that you know they just they do their own thing at home. Okay, I'm not going to go into detail on that. That's as far as you need to go. Like, as far as you need to hear, and they wonder why that child's on uh, is smoking, kind of you know, kind of makes a little bit of sense, right? You see what I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. But another child, nowhere near any of that kind of stuff, knows he'll be caught dead before ever having stuff in the house. And all the, the reason why is because how these parents interact, how they care, and this and that. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about one parent versus the other, but I'm just telling you, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. If you give them a mile, they'll take 20 miles. If you give them 20 miles, they'll take the entire continent. you got to not give them so much room, so much space, because they get caught up into it. They get told, hey, it ain't going to hurt you. It's actually good for you. You know, it's provided by the earth, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. But then that's how things become worse. Not expect one thing over the other just because it didn't happen to you and think that okay I'll be fine. That's not always the truth. That's not always the case. No, what is the case is the fact that like a majority of these young adults is that they think they are invisible that nothing they do has any consequences. Because we as a society has told them, Oh, well, you know, you get caught with this and you know, you go to jail, this and that, blah blah blah. You get caught with this, you know, this is what goes on, this is what happens. There's no real consequences anymore, right? I have seen kids get rolled up at school within the next day, they're back in your classroom. Instructing class, okay, that's that's very minor in my opinion. I don't know why it's on this one. Or referral, whatever Ooh. you wanna call it. Cutting class. Well they'll be out of your class the next day, but then they'll be back in causing problems. Skipping school. Smoking having possession of smoking and uh, stuff like that, all of that all falls under one side. And on the other side, it says, at least on my referrals here, it says consequences and everything else. But none of them are really followed. That's why half these kids have small uh, consequence bases given to them. It astounds me that 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 is okay. Sorry, I got really quiet and I was thinking about something and all deals with my job and all. Nothing bad. I just do. You know, seeing something in my head, thinking that might work. It's possible. It's possible. But, and here's the thing, all right? What helps these young adults get a hold of this type of stuff is the fact that before they even go to buy it, the person selling it has no care in the world. And then you have stuff like these jewels, these Vape 6, whatever you want to call them. Just absolutely makes things worse. You're probably going. To, how does that make things worse? Please, tell me. Um, well, here's here's reason number one. Your idiot cells allow your children to go buy this crap. Time ago, everybody was making a big deal about caffeine uh, being so bad for for people that it was like a drug. And it's really not. First of all, I mean, yeah, you, you feel like you need it, and then you go, you know, drink a drink or whatever. But then there was video games are bad, now it's al- Then it was alcohol, then it's drugs, then it's everything, all right, let me tell you something, keep saying that it's bad, people are still gonna do it, it's just the hard truth about life, people are still gonna do it, and they do not care, So here's here's my last little bit to today, and what I want to talk about, and I'm gonna say it like this: Parents, if you don't want your children being hooked on this crap, don't give them money to do it. Don't give them money to do it. There's these things where. Uh, They have cards and all that, and I get it. These people who sell this stuff, they're probably getting crafty and figuring out ways around this. But it's a lot harder to do it with a card than with just straight cold cash. Just think about that. So this has been the Sleepy Dad, and I'm telling you right now. It ain't always a teacher's fault. Half the time it's yours, parents. Half the time. So I'll see y'all later. Looks like I got through it this morning. I think yesterday was just a bad day. We'll see how this goes. Peace.